Welcome to Day Zero Update for December 12th, 2021. I'm your host, Chris Sologi. I'm Brandon Perkins. And I'm Felipe Donofo. Yeah, Dan Reb is out for tonight, but we do have a special guest uh, here with Phil. How's it going, Phil? It's going good. Yeah. Uh, remember uh-huh. how to do this. <laughs> yeah, so we got a bunch of stuff to talk about. The Game Awards takes up a good portion of the show. Yep. As is not too surprising, but we do have a good bit of other stuff here. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, we got some dates for things. We got an acquisition. We got a death in the industry. Yeah. Uh, we got yep. Ubisoft doing a very stupid thing uh, that nobody yep. wanted them to do. Uh-huh. And things are picking up on the Activision Blizzard front. So, uh-huh. a lot of stuff going on this week. So, uh, before we get to that, we will be talking about what we've been playing. I'll kick it off here. Uh, I've been playing more Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm in Chapter 4 at this point, I believe. Mm-hmm. I might be in Chapter 5, I forget. Uh, they don't really tell you which one you're in until you beat it. So, uh, But I have gotten out of the the Hellbender section uh, that is in the, the early parts that you see in the, the, the early trailers for that at E3 and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of the portion of the game they've shown, for the most part, in terms of trailers. Uh, so they're kind of moving on past that stuff. Uh, but yeah, that's still liking a lot. The story stuff is neat and uh, enjoying how they're kind of evolving things as we go. So that's been yep. a bunch of fun so far. Uh, let's see. Also been playing Halo Infinite, which is out now on uh, Game Pass, the campaign version. Mm-hmm. I had a bit of a rocky launch because just the ability for people to get it was kind of a yep. pain in the butt. Oh, uh, yeah. From- yeah. When when Microsoft has to like put out a chart to explain how and when people are going to get it, I, I think they're fucking up somewhere along where. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems like it should have been, you know, one launcher for the multiplayer, one for the campaign. Mm. To simplify yeah. things, let you preload the campaign because you couldn't. Made a way for yeah. their updates, and they decided randomly, like, ah, oh, we're not going to put this out till one o'clock Eastern time. Yeah, one p.m. specifically. Mm. Which is like that's a yeah. very weird time to do it. Uh, so yeah, I was at work, so I found out when I got home. Oh, this is three gig updates on I'm on PC Game Pass, and I was like, oh, cool, download that. Uh, seemed pretty small. Uh, that I wanted to go play it a couple hours later. It's like, oh, you need to download this 27 gig update. It's like, oh, okay, well, my internet's not going to be, it's not going to be too long. Mm. Uh, it's maybe about an hour at most for that. Uh, so that wasn't too bad. But then uh, I played a good bit of it. It's like two hours to get to the actual open world. Mm. Uh, so yeah. for that, you're playing like a normal Halo sections. <sighs> Uh, but now you have a grappling hook, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, which does not work like any other grappling hook I've ever seen in a game. Uh, so it yeah. takes a bit to get used to it. Uh, I'm used to like just cause two rules, which is uh, you jump off of it as you uh, get to wherever you're going to. So if you're trying to get up on a ledge or side of a building or something, you kind of have a better chance of getting up there. Mm. Uh, whereas here, a lot of times I just went swinging right under it. A thing I wanted to get on. Whoops. Uh, has a cooldown too, so you can't just be like, oh, fuck that up. Let me 
fix it? Nope. Uh, died a lot in the sections where they kind of tell you like, ah, oh, this is probably a good place to play it. Uh, that wasn't uh, going so well, but they do hit, kind of make those areas easier to kind of platform around in. So it's mm-hmm. not too bad. Uh, but yeah, those earlier areas can be a bit tough at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause the campaign, the, like the shooting in Halo is very much bullet spongy by design. You try to pop the shields on the tougher enemies, that kind of stuff. Uh, but the nice thing with the uh, the grappling hook is you can use it to pull stuff to you. So if mm-hmm. you can recognize, like, oh, this, this is a gun I want, I can grapple it and pull it to me. Or if I see the, the little explosive canisters, I can pull them up to me and just throw them, which is the best use for mm-hmm. it. You can clear out enemies pretty quickly with those things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fun part, so I got through that uh, that night on Wednesday, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I came back in the morning, and it no longer worked. <laughs> yeah. uh, the game, all I did was pull up a Microsoft Store page for the Xbox gaming service, which has says nothing about what the hell happened and why is it doing this. Yeah. Uh, and I saw people like our reviews on the, the Halo Infinite page on the PC Game Pass is like, oh, you, you know, do this code to disable the gaming service thing or whatever to fix it. I was like, I, I'll just delete it and reinstall it, <laughs> and that worked. Yeah, which yeah. Is like another forty-six gigs or something like that. It's like a good, good bit of time there, just downloading like seventy gigs or so. In the course of a 24-hour period to make Halo Infinite work. Uh, and yep. It seemed like that was a very common issue. And annoyances on that. Because mm. it seemed like one of the issues, it might still be an issue, is that when I go to the Halo Infinite page on PC Game Pass, it mentions like multiple editions. Now here, there's Halo Infinite, says I own this. And Halo Infinite, in parentheses, campaign, included with Game Pass. They're not separate things to install <laughs> like the one is the multiplayer it's not labeled the multiplayer uh, there's the campaign which says like oh buy 60 bucks like nope it doesn't let you go back to the other edition <laughs> so it's like what what the hell is this page design i i see the pc version of the store still needs work <laughs> oh yeah okay. yeah it does uh it's like you could have just made this simple mm. but Microsoft fashion, they want to get cutesy and made it uh, more complicated. Because <laughs> there's technically a free-to-play game and a campaign in the same package. Yeah. So just make them separate. It solves every problem. You don't have to update a thing for one if it's only for the other. Hmm. Probably complicates things for them, but they've decided to go this route anyway. Yeah. So that's the the Halo Infinite experience. The other part of it is uh, you get outside the the big ship that you're on at the beginning, get down to the Halo, and I wiped out all the dudes eventually. I went look, looking around, and there's collectibles you can get. Uh, some are like skill points you can spend to make you know your grappling hook better or other things better. I don't know. It makes everything it's like huge changes, but it's probably going to make the smooth things over as far as like cooldowns and all that kind of stuff. Uh, to it, but I got that. I got some armor stuff that works for the multiplayer because, of course, you have to get 
some Cosmetics. of that stuff in the in the campaign. Yeah, stuff that's easily missed. So, but they do kind of make a noise if you get near them. Yeah, maybe with the right gun. I don't know. Uh, but then I found a cool gun. I was like, oh, I'm just gonna get on this sh- on this uh, plane to this other area, and he drops it as soon as he gets on. It's like this is a big fucking cargo plane for taking units around. It could fit this fucking gun on here. Mm. Uh, that was uh, annoying, but that was where I stopped basically just getting up to this other area. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's still pretty good for what it is. Just kind of getting used to the the idea of an open world Halo and how that all works, especially with this grappling hook mm. to it. But yeah, that's that's uh a pretty good time. I've also been playing some Kart Rider Drift, which got announced at one of the state of plays. They're doing a beta thing right now, so you could sign up to get a code for it. It is a kart racer. Mm-hmm. Uh, not too surprising. It's a little bit more complicated than a Mario Kart, but it's not too much more complicated. They do offer a, a lot of assist type of options, so you can have you know some like auto control stuff. If you're, you know, playing with kid, that kind of thing. Uh, so it seems to do pretty good on that. Has uh, a battle pass in it. I think it's free, uh, but they do have a premium version that you can't do until you do the this like license challenge thing, which is very like, Gran Turismo esque. Though, like it's the challenges seem to all be centered around weapons, how to use them. Yeah, that kind of thing. The the pickups. So that's kind of neat. Uh, but they do have, you know, drifting corners that gets you, you drift enough, you get a free, like, boost, power-up, that kind of thing. They got some decent mechanics in there that looks, uh, to make it stand out a bit. And they're kind of doing their cosmetic stuff that's kind of trying to be like a Rocket League. Uh, it's not quite as simple as that, because I think there's there's characters, there's carts. You can do, like, pieces of the cart, kind of like the Mario Kart 8 did. Uh, some of that kind of stuff. Uh, there's also emotes and all that kind of stuff, and it seems like the emotes are character-specific. So if you unlock one for one character, it's not applicable to the others. But they got, like, different challenges to go for. You get rewards out of that stuff. It's about rewards, 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 but, like, it just has uh, online multiplayer right now. I played a handful of races with that. And I did all right. I think first race I finished at the back of the pack because I didn't know what I was doing. But uh, others I finished uh, about the mid, so that seemed like a pretty good time there. So that's pretty neat. I think it's going to be free to play whenever it's out officially. Yeah, it does sound like something that is going to be free to play with what you've been describing. Yeah, mm. yeah, it's yeah. got a lot of that stuff, and it's pretty solid for what it is so far. Mm. Uh, let's see. The other game I've been playing is Power Wash Simulator. I just finished up the last of the jobs for... Uh, this update, which was a big ass Ferris wheel for this yeah, whole freaking everyone and their mother is playing that game right now. Yeah, it is a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, and the fun thing is, like, I've been there's like story to it. Uh, as you uh, on any of the jobs, you get to 20% complete, 40%, 60-80% complete. You get like little texts from people related to the job, they're telling you about weird stuff and. Like the first one for this update, which was a monster truck, a cat-themed monster truck, you hear about all these weird cat conspiracies because the whole thing is the 
the mayor's cat has disappeared. <laughs> You're like, oh, I've seen it near the volcano. Well, uh, as of this Ferris wheel job, the carnival, you can actually see a volcano in the distance. So I'm like, where the hell are these people at that there's a volcano? Yeah. Amongst all this other stuff. That is uh, kind of weird. But yeah, I managed to get that done. It took a bit of uh, time because, you know, you got to clean each of the pods and all that. Uh, you got all the, uh, the big support structures holding it up, all that kind of stuff. So that took a bit of time. But yeah, it's still a lot of fun. We're only at like 0.7 for the update stuff. But this is where they added multiplayer co-op in beta form, which also means that you now actually appear in the game with a suit, not just like an invisible person mm. of sorts. So they got suits as cosmetics you can buy with your money you get from jobs. Uh, you also show up in the ending gif they show of the the thing being cleaned. Yeah. As a like a replay thing, so now you can see your character like running around. Though it doesn't show up ladders or those kind of structures, so occasionally you just see your character hovering in the air. <laughs> it's like, oh, there's one thing you forgot to replicate in this, <laughs> uh, but it's still a pretty good time. So, yeah, that's a that's a very fun game. Looking forward to seeing more of that. And if if this was hitting 1.0, I'd be like, all right, this is my game of the year because it's been a blast the entire time i put 46 hours into it already <laughs> uh, and that's it's not even a finished game yet so yeah they got time challenges all that kind of stuff to do if you want to be super hardcore about trying to uh, get it done as fast as possible and so there's like 20 or 30 minute jobs that it's trying to get you to do fast mm. uh, or just do it with using only so much water that kind of stuff uh, the thing they do need to focus more on are these special jobs because the one they have in there is the uh, Mars rover, which then has some cute touches of like, oh, here's footprints from a Martian. <laughs> and you find like a little hidey hole for it, uh, that kind of stuff. But that's the only one that's in there that's been in there since around launch, I think. They haven't added any more of that, just core campaign levels. Mm. So that's been a shame, but uh that gave us a lot of fun, and that's been pretty much it for me. How about you, Brandon? Well, uh, for the moment, I'm having to take uh, advantage of my PS Now subscription since, uh, you know, both uh, money and uh, having to deal with a <clears throat> a uh, supply chain crunch uh, means I'm having to uh, go back to old stuff and also try some things I typically don't play. Uh, so first and foremost, I downloaded... Uh, Borderlands, the Handsome Collection, which collects both uh, Borderlands 2 and Borderlands, the pre-sequel. Um, and, you know, if if you've played both of these games already, you, you know you know what it is. It's Borderlands, it's, you know, it's over-the-top, shooty, fun, sometimes a little obnoxious, a lot sometimes incredibly hilarious. Uh, and on occasion, it'll hits you right in the feels when it feels like it. Uh, especially the second game, because anybody who played the original Borderlands knows how light on plot and characterization that first game was. Um, but Borderlands 2 was uh, largely considered one of the games of the year it was originally released because it put so much work into actually bringing 
more story and lore and actual characters to what was originally a honestly a kind of generic team shooter at least when it started um the pre-sequel on the other hand is is uh, so the pre-sequel the majority of it takes place on the moon um and of course what's one of the things about the moon no oxygen so you're basically having to make sure that you've got plenty of oxygen while you're, you're taking part in your over-the-top shoot fest and uh yeah it, it can definitely sort of drag the game down a little bit i won't lie um especially when it comes to like being on the moon's surface because the fun thing about being on the moon's surface is you know very little gravity so you can basically jump and at incredible heights and take no fall damage well, the problem is you also have to make sure that you've got oxygen on you or you're going to start seeing your health bar slowly drain away. And it can sneak up on you if you're not careful. Um, but, uh, you know, it's still Borderlands 2 and Borderlands 3 sequel. They're both good games on their own. Um, so, you know, recommend. Uh, and the other thing I decided to play because, you know, it was like it was one of those games that was like so many people had played it and so many people have recommended it to me even though I'm shit at strategy games in general uh, and that was Frostpunk <laughs> um, a friend of mine basically described Frostpunk as basically like the Dark Souls of strategy games in that it's not terribly difficult to learn how to play but the learning curve is steep <laughs> mm. um, and you will screw up a lot before you really get a hang of things and that is definitely Frostpunk in a nutshell. Um, because the whole sort of premise of Frostpunk is that sometime in the late 1880s, well, uh, I think it's like 1883, um, there, there's the Earth experiences a global winter event. Uh, they don't really say exactly what causes it. Some say it's Krak it was the eruption of Krakatoa. Others say it was sunspots. And others even make, like, these sort of sinister murmurings about some kind of secret chemical weapon that was stored away somewhere. Um, but basically, this means that now, you know, global winter is now the thing, and now people have to basically completely restructure their entire lives in order to survive in it. And in the main scenario for Frostpunk, you found a new city... Uh, after you and a group of other nomads leave London. And what you have to do is you have to basically first turn on this thing called a generator. And obviously you think it's a generator. It's like, yeah, it's a generator. It generates power. But that's not the only thing it does. It's also your main heat source. And the one thing in this game you absolutely cannot do is run out of coal. Because if you run out of coal, you are basically screwed. Um you can desperately try to scramble back enough coal so that maybe you can last another day or two, but by that point, it's usually uh, unsalvageable. Um, but of course, you can't just have the generator. You also got to build housing for people and you got to build tents. But thing is, people are going out when they're collecting resources, stuff like you know coal reserves, uh, you know. Uh, steel from, you know, rusted derelicts that are just out in the middle of the ice, uh, wooden crates that you can use to salvage wood from. Uh, 
they're all going through deep snow, uh, and some of them are going to get sick, so you also need to build some medical posts. But, of course, people can't just work and sleep. They also need to eat, too, so you also need to build a cookhouse, but then they need something to cook, so you got to make a hunting lodge so people can go out and get food. But then there's only so much space around the generator, so you got to start building streets, and then you got to get new heat sources for those streets, so you got to build up research centers. And you see where this is going. It spirals quite quickly. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I have had to basically just scrap several scenarios while playing this game because there's supposedly there's like a magic formula that you can do when starting out this game that can help you get established fairly easily. Um, I haven't found it. <laughs> um and, um, I mean, I, I know some of the aspects of it. One of the things I started doing was the first things I built were a couple of research stations so I could learn how to research uh, getting things more efficiently. Um, I'm not lying. That's actually one of the things you can get them to research. I don't know why you need someone to research that, but there we go. Um and then you can also research things like uh, steam poles, which are basically uh, things that you can link to the generator so they can be an outward heat source um, and stuff like that. Beacons so that people who are out in the wild can find you. Um, but things really climb really quickly because on top of all this other stuff, the temperature is always fluctuating. Um and it's always colder at night. So you've always got to make sure that everything is still running because, you know, gameplay is divided up into different areas. There's work time and free time. Um, now, you can establish, like, 24-hour... Uh, well, they call, them 20, they call them emergency shifts. But you can more or less establish a 24-hour thing to start off which is usually a good idea, though it usually kind of ticks off your uh, your people a little bit to start off with for, you know, obvious reasons. And, of course, if things get really bad, you can also get a law in there that will then uh, basically legalize cannibalism. <laughs> yeah, things can go south really fast in this game if you're not careful. Um, and then there's a point where, you know, your city has grown to the point where you can't just rely on you know just this basic structure now you now have to make a decision on what ideology or particular um the city is now going to be run on and it's basically between two uh decisions you can either run it on order or you can run it on faith running it on order basically means that you turn it into a totalitarian state where there's mass surveillance, censorship, lots of propaganda everywhere, um, and uh, dissenters are regularly arrested and killed. Um, or you can do it on faith, which is like order, but churchier. So, uh, yeah. Seems like there should be a third option, but whatever. You would think so, but these are the people who gave us this war of mine. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's basically what I've been playing. So, uh, Phil, what about you? Except for, you know, the one we know that you're still playing. 
<laughs> yeah, well, the one that I've still been playing, of course, is PC Building Simulator. They released their IT expansion, which uh, they released for free as part of one of the updates recently. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's been kind of enjoyable because it's actually considerably more than I was expecting it to be. Yeah. Uh, yeah, basically it gives you three new workshops. You have, like, now workshop customization in there. You can... Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, do stuff like uh, well, sell spare PCs. Um, you know, there's a whole lot of stuff that they've they've added into it. Uh, the variety of jobs is uh, quite a bit more than the original PC Building Simulator campaign was. Uh, uh-huh. So it's just uh, you know, there's a lot of good stuff that they've added to it. Uh, they've you know added more parts and stuff like stuff like that as well. Uh, but yeah, in this case, it's like. It's a free expansion. Uh, they've given you a lot more for your money. Uh, clearly, the acquisition by Epic has uh, uh, let them be a little bit more loose with stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's like seems to be working out pretty well for them. And I'm still playing it, and I probably still will be. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I've been doing that. Uh, other than that, uh, I managed to find an Xbox Series S in stock, uh, like, I was looking for an X, and it's up here. It's, like, still unobtainium. It's, like, you can't find them anywhere. Yeah. Uh, but there was an S there, so I got one of those. Yeah. I got a one terabyte storage card, which was, ow, expensive. Uh-huh. Uh, so I got a 1.5 terabytes of fast storage on that, and I added a regular spinning hard drive to it for Xbox, you know, 360, Xbox One. Stuff like that. Stuff, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I've been doing that. I uh, added a uh, two terabyte drive for my uh, ROMs because uh, I have RetroArch uh, running on the Series S and it runs amazing. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like now an all-in-one uh, emulation station that I can play like games from everywhere from the Atari 2600 up to the Xbox Series S in one. And uh, yes, it actually does play PS2 games quite well. Uh, takes them a good long time to start up for some reason. I'm, I think they're still working on that because I don't know what's going on there. But uh, once it actually does start, uh, it works just fine. So yeah. Yeah, I've been enjoying that a lot. I've been uh, digging into Game Pass because, well, kind of needed to. Came with, uh, like, got three months free and then I added some more. So I got six months of Game Pass Ultimate and I've been... I'm looking through that and seeing what's there. I downloaded Halo Infinite, but I haven't dug into that yet. Uh, so I plan to do that over the you know, coming week or so. Yeah. Uh, I've been playing Tetris Effect Connected because that was there. And it's like, well, yeah, okay, I'll play Tetris again. And doesn't matter. Uh, got a whole bunch of, a whole new set of achievements that I can get again. So, yep, let's do that. Uh, downloaded Hades, which. I had no idea how good that game was until I actually played it. Uh-huh. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. First of all, it's gorgeous. Like, just the art in that game, Supergiant, is um, just... They're, they're, this is the best that they've done in, well, ever, because it is their latest game, and they just keep elevating their, their style. So I'm uh, really pleased with that. I plan to continue, and it's like, I don't actually care that I die in that game. Even though I lose all my money, it's like, yeah, okay, whatever. I'll just start again and keep going. It's like a roguelike where I don't really mind just dying because I still keep a bunch of stuff and still can make progress. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's good stuff. The combat's good. Soundtrack is excellent. 
Uh, there's still some good humor in there. <laughs> uh, so it's uh, Hades is really good, and I'm really uh, appreciating that. Uh, what else have I been doing? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think I just kind of mentioned all the retro stuff that I've been doing with uh, the Series S, and it's uh, very well worth doing. And you don't need to you don't need to be in dev mode to do it now. So uh, yeah, that that makes it a lot easier because it's uh, like the apps are certified, and you can download them to your Xbox uh, Series or Xbox One console. Uh, they don't have a public store page, but you can like. Uh, use the Edge browser, go to the GitHub page, and then hit download, and it takes you to a store page, a private store page. And you can install it from there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so it's good stuff, and uh, I am very pleased that I got back into the Microsoft ecosystem. It's, uh, compared to, like, my experience with the PS4, which is kind of, uh, makes me wonder at some of the design decisions that they have over there, uh, the the Xbox is just a lot smoother in a lot of a uh, lot of areas, so kind of like that. So, and that's uh, that's basically been it for me. All right, so yeah, let's get to uh, some news here. Uh, first off, we'll talk a bit about uh, the December lineups for PlayStation Now and PS Plus or uh, Game Pass. Uh, PlayStation Now has uh, let's see, oh, yeah, Grand Theft Auto Three, the Definitive Edition. Uh-huh. I was mentioned that that would be coming there uh, this first week of December. Uh, looks like it'll be there until yep. January 31st. Yep. Uh, I played a good bit of this on the PS5, and it's uh, it's probably the best version uh, of the three games. Best of, yep. of the three games in that collection, because it's doing a lot less than the others. Yeah, uh, for that, mm. and it seems like also Grand Theft Auto Three in that collection was the one that kind of got the most time. So, yeah, it's mm. it's a pretty nice improvement, just controls and all that. Uh, so yeah, you can check that out for about the next two months here, and uh, yeah, that'll be a a good one to check out. Let's see. They're also continuing the Final Fantasy train with Final Fantasy X and X2 HD remaster. Yep. And this you can check out the first of the PS2 Final Fantasy games. Yeah. And the uh, the follow up that is a bit mixed in reception, yeah. but depending on what you want out of it, it has some neat stuff there. That one doesn't seem to have a date on it for when it's ending, but yeah. Let's see. There's John Wick Hex. The uh, sort of uh, uh, Mike Bithell uh, adaptation of John Wick as a sort of turn-based strategy game. Yeah. Yeah. That I've heard some cool stuff about. Uh, It's one I've been close to buying a couple times. Uh, So that one's worth checking out. And then there's Spitlings, which is a local multiplayer kind of action arcade game, as it describes it here. Mm-hmm. So you can sort of play against friends locally or uh, online. Yeah, so that's uh, that seems to be it for this month. Some pretty good stuff there. Mm-hmm. Check out. Uh, let's see, for Game Pass, they have a decent amount of stuff here. There's, let's see, stuff that's out now. There's Anvil, which I'm not sure what kind of game that is, uh, but that is out console and PC. Let's see, there's Archvale. Uh-huh. Which they describe as a bullet hell with RPG elements, remaster weapons and skills, and all that kind of stuff. 
I think it's more like a an action adventure game, but with like bullet hell kind of shots coming at you and all that kind of stuff. Seems kind of neat. Let's see, they got Final Fantasy thirteen two coming to console and PC. I think this is one of those games that they'd said would be coming like two years ago and finally get it. Mm. So you can check out the second of the Final Fantasy thirteen games. Yeah. Whatever reason. Yeah. Yep. Uh, there's, let's see, console PC, there's Lawn Mowing Simulator. That one is mm-hmm. actually a pretty good game. Mm. Uh, my recommendation is turn down the mower audio a good bit. Because you don't need that thing to be as loud as it can be. Mm. Uh, and put on some music or something. Netflix, something like that. Yep. Uh, for that, but that is a very British game. Uh, let's see, there's Rubber Bandits. as a multiplayer mm-hmm. game. So you can check that out. That's console and PC. They also have Stardew Valley. Console and PC. Yep. So you can check yep. that out. Let's see, Warhammer 40,000 Battle Sector. It's mm-hmm. a turn-based strategy game. Yep. Uh, with some fast-paced combat as well. I guess you can zoom in, probably do some action there. Yeah. Uh, there's one here called Space Warlord Organ Trading Simulator. Mm-hmm. No clue what that is other than what the name says. <laughs> uh, buy, sell, and trade organs in a strange universe full of clients. Keep vampire leech organs from devouring the goods inside your cargo hold. Teach Fleshty the Snowman to love and more. So that seems like a weird thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, let's see. Yeah, there's Halo Infinite. We've talked about that. There's also One Piece Pirate Warriors 4 console and PC. So you can play uh, another Musou One Piece game. Mm-hmm. The latest one there. Uh, and they got a couple things here coming. Uh, let's see. Tuesday, I think. Aliens Fireteam Elite. Yeah, that's the that asynchronous multiplayer aliens game. Uh, it's more of a th- like a Left 4 Dead hmm. style thing, three player co op survival shooter. Uh, taking down aliens. Let's see. There's also Among Us that is out on December fourteenth. Because everyone and their mother is still playing that game, and at this point, I'm surprised they just don't release an edition for Potato. <laughs> Yeah, it's finally coming out on PlayStation and Xbox this week, so that is why that is there. I think there's a couple other things that are uh, coming soon enough. I know the gunk is out later this week on the 16th. Uh, For that, there are a couple other things that were announced that were kind of outside of this stuff. I have Serious Sam 4 is on there. Mm -hmm. Now that was like a surprise thing. I think Townscaper is also on there, which is that kind of mellow game where you're just kind of building towns in the uh, in these like water areas mm-hmm. kind of thing. A little weird kind of game, but some neat stuff there to check out. And yeah, there's also like a free pack of skin stuff for Halo Infinite multiplayer that requires mm-hmm. you to go log into the Halo website account so you can apply it to your account from there. It's very weird. So just giving you like a store code that you can use. Yeah. So yeah, there's there's some nice stuff there to check out. Uh let's get to some other news. We have unfortunately a death of a notable figure in the industry, Masayuki yeah. Uemura. 
creator yep. of the Famicom and uh, Super Famicom. Yes, the lead architect at Nintendo for those systems. Uh, mm. He was seventy-eight, so lived a long life. Yeah, but very much one of those, one of those kind of guys that was really interested in tech in the gaming oh, yeah. industry. Was a uh, he became director of game studies at Ritsu Meikan University after retiring from Nintendo in two thousand four. Uh, worked at Sharp selling photocell tech to various companies, including Nintendo. When he joined that company, worked with Gunpei Yokoi on integrating photocell technology into light, electronic light gun games. Went to work on plug and play systems like Nintendo's Color TV game. And then, yeah, I got the opportunity to start working on what they would call the Famicom from there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you did a lot at that company. It's like, uh, He's probably one of the older engineers there, and chances are, if like you were familiar with any of the Nintendo toys from that era, from the early '70s era, he probably had a hand in them. So yeah, him and Gunpei Yokoi. It was basically yeah. those two. Um, mm-hmm. Also, he was uh, he he wasn't just on the tech side either. He also produced some games too. Uh, mm-hmm. Basically, uh, soccer, golf, and baseball, the sports stuff. Starting out, he produced that. He also produced uh, Cuckoo Land. He also produced uh, Ice Climbers. Mm. So, yeah. Some classics there. Oh, yeah. Mm. So, yeah. He, uh, fortunately, is no longer with us, but he did a lot of cool things to put this industry on the path it is on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then he helped kind of give back by becoming a professor and uh, yep. teaching Teacher. people. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so let's get to the, the next story here. Sony has acquired Valkyrie Entertainment, a yep. support studio that has worked on a bunch of titles out there, especially they worked on God of War and are on, working on the upcoming God of War Ragnarok. Mm. Yep. Sort of adding to the the stable of support studios that Sony has there. They had this team worked on League of Legends, Valorant, Halo Infinite, Forza Motorsport 7, State of Decay 2, Middle Middle Earth Shadow of War. So mm-hmm. they got experience with a lot of stuff. Mm. Yep. It's uh you, anyone find it kind of interesting that so Sony has started bulking up on their support studios because uh, uh... It seems like yeah, kinda. You know, like last year, last year, the year before, Microsoft had like doubled down with twenty some studios that they purchased. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, yeah, it's recognition that that is as important as the main studios. Yeah, uh, you need the extra muscle at times, and as it shows that you know, God of War uh, twenty eighteen probably would not have been the game it was without this team helping uh, Santa Monica Studio. Yeah. And the, the interesting thing about about Sony uh, is that uh, if there's no projects, the the support studios are kind of free to do what they want and pitch it. Mm-hmm. So sometimes the uh, you know sometimes the they end up making their own games after a while. You know, it's like working on whatever projects, and then well, there's nothing currently going on, and we've got this idea. Can we do this? And they show a prototype, and it's like, oh well, yeah, let's let's go with that. So, Yeah, uh, Yeah, and they're up in Seattle, not too far from, uh, not Zipra, I forget the infamous studio 
Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that adds sucker another, punch. Yeah, sucker punch. They're also up in the Seattle area, so kind of adding to some more of their studios there on the West Coast. Mm. So yeah, there's that. Oh yeah, this one. Uh, people have been waiting for almost ten years at this point for some sort of story expansion for Grand Theft Auto Five. Yeah, and Rockstar has finally listened to them. Yeah, uh, partly uh, by announcing their first actual story expansion for GTA Online, uh-huh. which takes place a good bit after the campaign of GTA Five mm-hmm. uh, with Franklin. Uh, who's a little bit older, as well yep. as the infamous rapper Dr. Dre. Because of course. something that had been rumored for a while that there was something going on with Dr. Dre and Grand Theft Auto. Like, yeah. oh, maybe that's the new game. Uh, something like that. And like, nope. It's a new sort of set of story missions for GTA Online. Uh, features some of Dr. Dre's music, mm-hmm. uh, as well as some updates to the game's radio stations. So yeah, there's a bunch of stuff coming there. It'll be out December 15th. So it'll be Wednesday. We'll be able to check out. So yeah, that's, uh, that's neat that they're finally adding that, but also yeah. probably yeah. annoys the people are like, uh, GTA six, when? <laughs> yeah. On the upside, basically, as being part of uh, GTA Online, it's probably coming as a free update, so... Yeah, it is free. Got that going for us. Yeah, just pay money to get cool vehicles or whatever to use during it, I guess. Or go to the casino. Yeah. Actual casino. (laughs) Yep. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's uh, that's a neat thing. Mm. And it also includes his first major music... Releases since his 2015 album, so I have some new stuff yeah. as well. Oh, nice. All right. So, yeah, there's that. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. Uncharted Legacy of Thieves collection is coming out on January 28th mm-hmm. uh, for PC and PS5. If you own, yep. I like think the. Fine print is if you own either of those games on the PS4, you can essentially pay 10 bucks to upgrade to the PS5 version. Yeah. Uh, if you own both, it's also 10 bucks. Yeah. Uh, but not if you redeem the PS uh, whatever the, that they did. Yeah, the PS Plus version. Yeah. 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 Uh, that's not the... That's the only version I think that doesn't upgrade, but otherwise... Uh, the free version that they gave away with... Uh, uh, during COVID, that that's that doesn't qualify either. It doesn't yeah. okay. No, I didn't see that one either. Okay, so so I'm guessing this game has both uh, Uncharted Four and Uncharted the that other the Lost, Lost Legacy. Legacy. Yeah, um, yeah, which is good because both of those games are definitely worth playing. Yeah. Yep, and they're improving them a good bit here mm-hmm. uh, for PC and PS5. They'll have. New options for, you know, Fidelity mode, performance mode, and performance plus. Yep. Which lets you do 120 FPS at 1080p. Yeah. On PS5, that's, yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, Those kind but I think those settings also, like, apply to PC, which is a bit weird because you can't really uh, figure out what spec somebody has. So, like, 
Yeah, maybe the settings are a bit different over there. So. Yeah, I'm not sure if they've announced that yet. Uh, let's see, PC players, wishlisting can be done on Epic or Steam stores. Uh-huh. They'll be revisiting real revealing more pertaining to the PC launch as we head into 2022. So this might just be... Right, I thought it was for PS5 and PS4 was launching. Mm, no, okay, this was just for PS5. PS4 or, or PC will be a little bit later, but I assume that's when they'll reveal specs and all that kind of stuff. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, but it seems if you do get the game at launch or up to February 3rd, you get a free code, voucher code, to get a standard ticket the Uncharted movie. Yeah. It'll be out like early February there. Yeah. yeah. So you can check that out. Uh, it seems to be Australia, New Zealand, UK, or US. Mm. Yep. Well, that works. So sorry, me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's filthy Canadians. You can't have that. Yeah. That's why you get a US account and you go across the border for a few hours. It was not. Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm not doing that. <laughs> uh, all right, so yeah, that's uh, that's that. Looks pretty neat, mm. especially for people that haven't played any of those games before. Though, it would also be mm-hmm. nice to have the other Uncharted collection on PS5 and PC. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure that's coming. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Speaking of coming soon, the Nintendo Switch Online Plus Expansion Pack is getting another game in January uh, for the Nintendo 64. It's Banjo Kazooie. Yep. No uh, date yet, just January. Yeah, January, yeah. which means they're uh, they're willing to work with Microsoft. Yeah, yeah. They announced this a few months ago. Yeah. So. So yeah, that is that, but they're also kind of getting the worst version of the game. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, just getting the original N sixty four version. Yeah. Not getting the enhanced, the one that came out in the three sixty. Mm. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, that's. Uh, the one thing you do get, I think, is save states. Yeah. 64 does not have the re- the rewind stuff. Mm. So you fuck up, you fuck up. Yep. Yep. But mm. yeah, that's uh, that's that. Oh, yeah, this one, Edge of Eternity, is coming to the PlayStations and Xboxes on February yep. 10th. Switch is getting yep. it on February 23rd. Yeah. This is the sort of Final Fantasy-esque... Uh, JRPG that was made by a studio calling themselves Midgar Studio. Yeah. Yep. In France. Yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah, I've had people who uh, I've hear, heard divided uh, opinions. Some people like it. Other things. Other people think it's Jank City. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, your mileage this may vary. Like, this seems like one of those games that if it's on Game Pass, I'll definitely want to try it, but. I might yeah. not want to spend sixty bucks on it. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure how much it is. Let me see. Steam. It is thirty bucks. Okay, thirty bucks on sale for yeah. eighteen right now. So I assume it'll be like thirty bucks. Yeah. Um, consoles. Mm-hmm. Probably. So not too bad of a price tag on there. They do have uh, a let's see, yeah, Chrono Trig, Chrono Trigger composer Yasunori Mitsuda. Uh-huh. Work on the soundtrack as well, so yeah, yeah so her music's going to be good. Yeah, uh-huh. so yeah, that's that seems neat. Another game in the the dumpster fire of February releases. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh boy. Uh, let's see. Also coming, 
This one was revealed after the Game Awards Sniper Elite 5. It's coming to mm-hmm. PS5, PS4, Xbox Series X and S, and Xbox One and PC. So you can shoot yeah. Nazis in the balls in 4K. Yeah, yeah. just it's just uh, mutilating Nazis, just a good, wholesome pastime. Yeah. Yeah, also due out in 2022, yeah. and it'll also be on Game Pass day one whenever whenever they get a date for that. Yeah. So this is part of the late part of World War II, France 1944. Yeah. Yep. Part of a covert U.S. Rangers operation to weaken the Atlantic Wall fortifications yeah. along the coast of Brittany. Elite marksman Carl Fairburn makes contact with the French resistance. So yep. they uncover a secret Nazi project that threatens to end the war before the Allies can even invade Europe. Yeah. Operation Kraken. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I guess this game will be taking place in Vichy, France. Is that what, they, what it's saying? Seems that way. They say they have many reward locations captured using uh, photogrammetry. All so right. That's some actual places out there. Oh, yeah. Okay, this seems like they've added stuff like zip lines. You can slide down slopes, shimmy along yep. ledges, some advanced stuff for getting around that hasn't been on the series before. Oh, yeah. Uh, it seems like it has co-op as far as like an invasion mode. Uh-huh. Uh yeah, you can join in as a Axis sniper and try to snipe the player character. Mm. I don't know why I want that, but whatever. Uh, uh-huh. They also enhanced the kill cam, the trademark X-ray kill cam returns, showing you the true destructive power of each shot. Bones yep. deflect bullets unpredictably, ripping a new path through enemies' bodies. Oh yeah, SMG pistols can also trigger kill cams, including multiple shots. In dramatic slow motion, as you aim for the uh, the dreaded ball shot. Oh yeah, which I have definitely done before. Yeah. Oh yeah, it is one of the most satisfying things, not only in that game but gaming in general. Mm. And it does yeah. look awfully nasty. Yes. Oh yes, it does. Mm. Remember when it was originally you just shot them and they just popped like balloons? Yeah. yeah. Not anymore. Mm. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, there's that. Uh, let's get to some bad news here. We got a couple of bad news stories before we get to the game awards. Yep. Ubisoft, who had previously talked about in one of their uh, financial reports, like, oh, we're working on some NFT stuff, uh, that kind of thing. People we were like, oh no, this is uh-huh. we don't want them to do. So they finally announced it and launched it. Ubisoft Quartz, based yep. on the Tezo. Uh, uh, whatever crypto thing, the proof of stake currency, which claims to be energy efficient. I was like, sure. But uh, they are calling these NFTs digits, which are in-game weapons, vehicles, and cosmetics, which players can acquire in limited drops and sell freely via crypto wallets. Uh And you can see what they are in that top image there. It is some boring looking stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, the current one, the current one that I know of is this stupid helmet. That yeah, it's a version of a helmet. that's already in the game, but it looks yeah super gray and boring. And it requires yeah. you to have played. It's only in the PC version. Requires you to have yep. played over six hundred hours of the game. Yep. I'm not sure there's anybody that has played that much of that game, but 
Yeah, yeah exactly. I might be wrong. Yeah, if I didn't mention it's a Ghost Recon breakpoint that this is in. Yeah. A game yeah. that already had its own issues. Uh, that For being signed. generic as all hell. Yeah. yeah. And Amongst not having the sort of AI group to go with you like Wildlands had. Mm. And being solely focused on a loot shooter aspect. Yep. That uh-huh. people didn't really want. They want to just get guns and shoot people. Yep. Yeah. And yeah, I think the first one was just free for the first like whatever amount of people that could get one. And I believe they just they're just you know skins that have like a number on them for the whatever number from the drop they are. <laughs> That's the extent of the uniqueness to them. Yeah. Well, um as you can imagine the reaction to this has not been um all of that positive. <laughs> yeah, and especially people have looked at the fine print on this stuff. Which has uh-huh. some great stuff like, oh, if you know the the blockchain gets hacked and you lose your items, your soul, your SOL, mm. we can't do anything about that. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's a lot of other stuff like that. Unfortunately, like, I can't really blame them for that particular clause because that's just how that works. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, but it's not really like, a system that like. It's, it's not really reading the room very well. It's like that's not what their player base wants. Yeah, uh-huh. it's, it's like oh, you can, you don't actually really own the item. Uh, you own like the rights to sell it or whatever. But Ubisoft also yeah. gets a kickback on anything yeah. that happens, and also it's like any other NV- NFT. They're just stupid looking. Yeah, it's stuff that could easily be done on their own. Yep, uh, the way they've been doing these drops before of just new skins and such that they put in the yeah. game. It's just finding another way to bring in NFT money or crypto money into the whole thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Which is like, yeah. Which given the way inflation is going, actually might not be a bad idea. Yeah. But it's also, uh, it's really a stupid way of doing this stuff. Yeah, I mean, there are better ways of implementing stuff like, stuff like that. So, oh, yeah. It's the entire just... reason to have you play is this overarching network yep. that can track uh-huh. what you're doing. If they decide to give you stuff in other games for playing the other games, they do that. Yeah. You get stuff in the, like it's Ubisoft Club now or whatever it's called, that it's like, oh, you played this other game. Here's some free tchotchkes to put on your gun. Yep. That'll make everything better. <laughs> yeah, so bad Ubisoft, bad. Yeah, and it says a lot they did this for Breakpoint instead of you know Far Cry Six or any of their newer games. Yeah, or Valhalla, a game that people actually care about. Yeah, or Watch Dogs Legions, which nobody cares about. Mm. Yeah, uh, that kind of stuff. So yeah, that's that's the whole dumb situation. Yeah. Mm. 600 hours, that's ridiculous. Like, the third one is 100 hours. Yeah. So, uh, uh, But let's get to Activision Blizzard, who uh-huh. seems like they're the worker group is on the verge of starting a union. They're actively yeah. working on that as the, the whole uh, layoffs of the QA at Raven. Was pretty much, you know, I mean, there was a lot of stuff that was the catalyst to this happening, but I think that thing with Raven Software is what really lit the fuse, so to speak. 
Yeah, telling those people, hey, we're going to get you better pay uh, for months and then be like, psych, you're fired. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. not really a great thing to do in the middle of uh, an entire crisis of uh, the entire workplace. Yeah. Especially of a, of a, uh, I was going to say, especially with a line of jobs that typically gets treated like shit anyway. Hmm. Just confirming that that's what Activision Blizzard actually thinks of those people. Yeah. Yep. Well, at least they're still on brand. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, let's just also be completely honest here. Um, the thing I took away from this was the fact that was, and what especially it makes this stand out from other uh, examples of people talking about unionizing in the gaming industry is the fact that. One, they clearly have some veterans behind them who know what they're doing because the first thing they announced was this strike fund. Mm. Um, and people are don't know what a strike fund is. Literally, a strike fund is a sort of it's basically the union collection plate. It's when you know they're pick when they're getting ready to pick it or go on strike or whatever, or they're getting ready to form a union and they're you know, their paychecks might be on the line. This is so they can collect money to help work with expenses. Yeah. And you normally don't hear about that when they talk about unionizations and stuff, because a lot of times uh, they'll strike first and then maybe the union thing will kind of fall through. No, uh, they're in this for the long haul. Mm. And uh, yeah. Um there's going to be union cards sent out. People are going to be signing them. There's probably going to be a picket line. Uh, um, yeah, it's it's about to get a lot worse for Activision Blizzard. Yep. Yeah, people have been walking out for since that Raven QA news. And that's sort of what this yeah. helps with. Uh, they've been doing the union cards for a bit. Yep. Uh, so much so that uh, right afterwards... Uh, Activision Blizzard exec, uh, who is this? Brian Bulatow. Yeah. Also a Donald Trump crony that Activision Blizzard brought in as their chief administrative officer. Uh, sent on an email, basically being like, everyone at Activision Blizzard, we are working hard to create a more inclusive, supportive, and rewarding environment. And thanks to your input, we are making progress. Uh, uh, yeah, it is the most pathetic thing I've ever read. It's like, please, please don't do this. We're we're gonna do better. Which is like, you've had years to do better. Yeah. Yeah. How about don't we do, do this, this and then you do better? Yeah. Uh, don't do this. We're a family. No, we're not a family. If this were a family, your kids would have been taken. <laughs> taken would have lost. You would have lost custody of your kids, and you'd probably be in jail somewhere. Mm. Yeah, there wouldn't be well, the stories from the the one woman. That was talking about this stuff, being like, "Yeah, those of us that have had to, you know, pump milk while we're at work, I've yeah. had bottles stolen by men, yeah, uh, from the from the fridge because it they couldn't have one just for their own milk that was locked, mm. or a yeah. door that was locked, or had proper, you know, setup so they could, you know, plug in their laptop yeah. and, you know, entertain themselves or work or whatever while they're doing it." Mm. All this kind of yeah. stuff. I was like, "This is some fucked up shit." 
the most basic things you could do for these people to provide them some sense of privacy and they can't even do that. Yeah. Yeah. This is it. You know, we are not a family. You are not our dad. You are not our granddad. You are the employer. We are the employees. That is the extent of this relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I've seen people are like, yeah, I signed my card after I saw that that pathetic email. Yeah, that's the other thing. Yeah, yeah, I've seen several posts like. Like they said, yeah, I watched this and that, you know, I was, I was, you know, on the fence about signing the card. Then I read this and I could not sign it fast enough. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that kind of is the one good thing about this whole, uh, Activision Blizzard, uh, fiasco that's happening right now is that the dumpster fire keeps getting brighter. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's not going away and that's, nope. you know, that's the good part. Yeah. Yeah. And for what they keep trying to do everything they possibly can to put it out, except you know, put water on it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, getting getting rid of the the one guy that was the head of company all this time. Yeah. Yeah. And actually making changes and punishing the people that are responsible for the issues. Yeah. 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 All right, that would because that would make sense. You know. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Instead, they're gonna keep the guy that's been making them lots of money until he stops making the money. Yeah. And I mean, he's kind of stopped making the money because their stock price has tanked over the last few months. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Call of Duty is not what it used to be. Yeah. Warcraft is still, you know, bleeding players. Um, It's, Yeah. 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 So yeah, there's that Activision news. Then let's get to the Game Awards. Uh, I had quite a bit here of stuff. I've cut out a lot of the trailers. Just like, oh, here's a new trailer on this game we already knew about. There's nothing really new about it. It's like the, there's a story trailer for Elden Ring. And it's like, all right, that's fine. But Mm. we don't need to have it on here because it's just a trailer, story trailer. Yeah. The other thing good about that trailer was that it was introduced by a pot. Yeah, pot friend. Yeah, yeah. If you saw the videos of them carrying pot friend away, because <laughs> uh, he got too drunk on the hype. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well. Uh huh. Well. Yeah, we'll move through some of these stories here. Uh, the whole show I kind of thought was pretty good. Uh, it was entertained. Kinda, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, for the most part, it kind of needed some way of telling when you were going into an ad versus a trailer. Yeah. And a lot of times. Dan Rib and I were sort of co-streaming and we're like, oh, what is this? What is this? Oh, wait, no, this is just nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the best part was Nintendo constantly having commercials for their games. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to annoy the people are like, oh, we're going to get a name for the sequel to the Breath of the Wild. No. <laughs> yeah. Or we're going to no. get, you know, a Splatoon 3 trailer. And it's like, no, the closest you got is a, a trailer for games that are come out next year or in the future. It's like, Oh, these games exist. Mm. Have fun. Mm. Nothing new from Nintendo because they don't need this show that much. Uh, but yeah, let's see. We got Tunic has a date, March 16th. The game is still not out. <laughs> I just nope. want to point that out. Yeah, it's almost out. Uh, yeah. You can play the demo. Uh, yeah. But that'll be Xbox and PC, March yeah. 16th. So a few more months away. The game's pretty rad from what I played to the demo. Yep. Yeah. Really nice yeah, style to it. That. Kind of an isometric Zelda. Yeah. With like 
Dark Souls elements to it. Mm. Oh yeah, so having like stamina and the the respawn system is very Dark Soulsian, but yeah. more generous. Yeah. Uh, let's see. There's a Texas Chainsaw Massacre asymmetrical multiplayer game for reasons, which makes some sense. Mm. Is it so, Go ahead. I mean, they already did this for Friday the Thirteenth, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. So the this same is, studio? No, this is Sumo Digital Studio. Sumo, yeah. Sumo Nottingham. Mm. Publisher yeah. Gun Interactive, yeah. which I've never heard of before. Nope. Mm. Headquartered Gun in Lexington, Kentucky. Mm. Just what you want out of a British studio to be working with. <laughs> in Lexington, Kentucky. Yeah. But that could be neat. Uh, it's better than those stupid commercials where it's like, oh, here's the dumb teens in the horror movie yeah. that are hiding behind all the chainsaws and the bad yeah. guy's like, what the hell's going on? Yeah. This is better than that. Uh, let's see. Telltale's got a new game, The Expanse. Yep. Based on that. Uh, Which with- is good because Expanse season six just started and it's only six episodes long. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that, a little bit more of <laughs> Yeah. And this has Deck Nine Games working on that who did the Life is Strange before the storm, I think it was. Yep. As well as I think the the newer one, the True Colors. Uh-huh. So they got some chops for doing this kind of game. Yeah. Uh, so there's that. Uh, also, Gun Interactive is the same studio that did Friday the Thirteenth. All right. It must have been the same publisher because they're a publisher. Yeah, publisher. So. Yeah, the dev is not the same. Yeah, just a shame. It's... Yeah, they're the ones working on Predator. Right now. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we got a date for Babylon's Fall, March 3rd. Yep. So there's another March uh-huh. game right there. Yep. February uh, and March is looking like a complete and utter cram fest. Yeah. yeah. I assume we'll see a couple games moving, but we'll see who that is. But yeah, this one yeah. is PS5, PS4, Steam. They have yep. fixed the visual issues that were in the E3 trailers. Yeah, I noticed yep. that. <laughs> uh, they fixed that in one of their beta tests, I think. Yeah. Yeah, you can get early access by pre-ordering the digital deluxe edition and play February 28th. Mm-hmm. So oh, it can technically be a February game if you want. Mm. But yeah, this is uh, another Platinum Games title that is a very weird game because it's like a co-op dungeon crawler kind of thing that's not really there. The One of the usual things they do. No, not really done that before. But yeah. First time for everything. Yeah, let's see. Annapurna Interactive announced their new uh, game that is, they totally know what this kind of game is because it's made yep. with Outer Loop Studios. It's called Thirsty Suitors. Yep. It's about, uh, I think it's all focused on uh, Indian characters, I believe. Yep. Uh, Indian or Desi. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Indian, Desi, Bang, you know, that whole region. Yeah. Yeah, they called it a story driven adventure game. A lot of comedy and all this stuff, and they portray like a lot of these discussions as like actual combat and such. So there's like some action to it, uh, skateboarding, cooking, all this kind of stuff. That's very much like, what if we took all this and made it shonen uh, versus just a straight up talking game? Which is like, yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. Yep, what to do? It looks nice and all that. Uh, I don't think it has any sort of date yet. I think it's sometime. This year, next year, I mean, 2022. Yeah. So there's that. 
Uh, and sort of the the end of their pre-show stuff is that they announced that Persona 4 Arena Ultimax is coming to the PS4 uh-huh. Switch and PC March 17th. Again, another March game. Yep. Yep. Uh, this one, the fun thing is only two of the, or one of these platforms has the game that is a follow-up to as the PC. Yes. Uh, PS4 and Switch do not have access to any sort of Persona 4 version uh, but it'll be twenty nine ninety nine. There's no word on rollback netcode for this. Uh-huh. But if you are just there for some more Persona Four uh, story stuff, you can check that out. Yeah. Well, that's kind of how they're trying to sell it. But you know. Yeah. But it's like you need to put Persona Four Gold on these platforms if you're trying to sell this. Yeah. Uh-huh. But there's a hilariousness if it's another Switch uh, Persona game that is just a spinoff, a follow up to a game they don't have. Yeah. Uh-huh. So yeah, there's that. Uh, yeah, I'm just double checking stuff here. Yes, Steam has you know Steam achievements and trading cards, dual audio, Japanese and English. I assume it has all the DLC and all that. So also includes the original Persona Four story, Persona Four Arena story. Yeah. So you get both of those games. Uh, this one's a nice one here. Have a nice death. It is yeah. a 2D action roguelite game. That's kind of similar style to like a Death Junior, yeah. But it's not that. It is uh, going into early access in March again, March, uh, just for PC. Uh, but yeah, you're playing like a little uh, Death dude. Yeah. Uh, he plays an overworked Death whose employees have run rampant, completely throwing off the balance of souls and his vacation plans. In order to restore order, you'll have to grab your trusty scythe and show your employees who's boss <laughs> by killing them. So, alrighty. Um, so, yeah, there you go. Great way to stuff. boost workplace morale. There. Yep. I mean, it's got to do it somehow. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's that's. Uh, we did get our first gameplay trailer for Senua's Saga: Hellblade Two. Oh yeah, uh, like a bit of time there, and I had no idea what is a what I was expecting for this, but it wasn't uh, a weird Attack on Titan horny thing. No. Nope. Naked giant just crawling around. You set him on fire that causes him to go nuts. Yeah. Uh, as you got other people, whereas the first game was all kind of just Senua. Yeah, Senua and inside her head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This whole thing takes place in her head. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But um, it looks good. Uh, yeah, they they were very very keen to point out the fact that this was all this was all in game footage. So yeah, we'll see about that. Yeah, yeah, and I'm curious, sort of, if there's any autonomy in some of this stuff versus mm. just being kind of a scripted sequence to go through. I'm sure probably the the stuff that they did show was more of the scripted stuff, you know. Yeah. Because it it looked like a lot of set pieces. Mm. Yeah. But hey, you can uh, you can set a big naked giant on fire. Guys, you could set his dingle on fire, but yeah. it didn't seem mm-hmm. like it was going too well for him in that area. <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, there's that. Uh, let's see. Oh yeah, we had this Star Wars Eclipse thing show up. That was very. Confusing as to what it was. Yeah, thought it might be the Ubisoft thing or maybe another EA thing. And I was like, "Oh, this is a Quantic Dream game." I was like, "Oh boy!" 
It was like, uh, that, yeah, like they didn't show it un- until like the very end of the trailer. And then you'll look down and it's like, it says Quantic Dream. And I'm like, oh no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's like, oh, this, this, I guess, is technically called the High Republic era. Which yeah. For normies, it means it's set just before the prequels start. Yeah. As the the Republic has sort of increased their influence throughout the the galaxy. Yeah. And then the the traitors uh, start to uh, become unhappy and rebel against them, and that's where Episode One starts as they start their invasion of Naboo. Mm. Yep. The separatists, you mean? Yeah. 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 The Trade Federation. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of interesting stuff in it, stuff you don't typically see in a Star Wars game. Yeah. So but again, cool. we have that elephant in the room, Quantic Dream, which... Oh, yeah. 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 I'm not sure how I feel about that, because it's it's weird, because none of Quantic Dream's games are particularly terrible. They're just not great. They're overly yep. artsy and up their own ass. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so that is the worst you were looking for. Y- yeah. <laughs> it's like my yeah, hope I mean, is that they can try and keep David Cage's, uh, you know, influence at least to a minimum. Mm. Well, I don't know why you would work with Quantic Dream if you don't want David Cage. Yeah, David Cage. He's kind of he's kind of them. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's kind of a weird thing. No platforms or dates or anything. Just it exists. Yeah. Who knows when or where it's going? On the other hand, I mean, uh, somebody. It's very obvious. Like I have to give David Cage's due because it's very obvious that he uh, is a very big cinema buff. Uh, yeah. So it's possible that actually working on a Star Wars title might well suit Quantic. Instead of them trying to work on a property that on something of their own where they have to uh, basically come up with everything, uh, they've got kind of a framework to build on, you know? Yep. So, yeah, you know, it could end up being good. Uh, and they get to tell a story that has not yet been told in games, an era that has not been really represented that much. Well, yeah. Though it's more of a recent era of sorts, I believe. Kind of start with, like, the a book that's called the high Republic. Mm. Yep. Yeah, so, so uh, let's see. Uh, next we got monolith productions is working on a new game. It's wonder woman. She finally gets her own game. Yep. Nobody saw that coming. Nope. Yeah. I believe it is supposed to be a single player open world action game, uh, an mm-hmm. original story in the DC universe. Yeah. As it allows players to become Diana of the Missira. In the fight yeah. to unite her Amazon family and humans from the modern world, powered yeah. by the Nemesis system, gamers will forge deep connections with both enemies and allies as they progress from a heroic fighter into a proven leader. Oh, finally, something else that uses the Nemesis system. Yeah. <laughs> that they, yeah. Warner Brothers is literally the only company that can use that because they patented it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's uh, going to be interesting to see how that works. Yeah, just be it's actually going to be interesting because, like, yeah, because uh, if you think about Wonder Woman, like, in some ways, she's perfect for a game, but you also kind of realize that there are certain things that you have to consider. 
Like, what is her most famous, like, thing that she has? It's the Lasso of Truth. Mm. So, are they just going to use the Lasso of Truth as, like, some kind of scorpion get-over-here type thing? Or is it actually have a function other than... I mean, I actually think the last the lasso of truth would play very well with the uh, with the nemesis system. It's possible, yeah, because yeah. in those games you would like grapple with them and do this like whole like tug of war thing. So yeah. she would just wrap yeah. them up and get whatever information out of them that yeah. she needs. Yeah, yeah. And then there's the other thing, which is, will she fly? Yeah, sure. Because. Well, there's two ways traditionally that Wonder Woman flew. Uh, more recently, she just basically does a Superman and, you know, up, up, and away. The yeah. other was her invisible jet, which yeah. makes no damn sense whatsoever. Yeah. I could see that being like the fast travel system, the, yeah. the jet. Yeah, possibly. Um, the reason I'm bringing up the flying thing is because... Well, we all have memories of what it's like to play a superhero game where the character flies, and they're not good ones. No. <laughs> Some like, of them involve rings. Yeah, and how are they going to overcome that? Because yeah. the memory of that particular game is still very strong all these generations later. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Uh, honestly don't think that even that Wonder Woman having to fly is really that necessary. So yeah, not really. I mean, it would be nice, yeah. but yeah, if it's going to pose problems mechanically, you could get around it. Yeah, yeah, uh, you could. Just, I mean, yeah, like like Chris said, you could just turn it into a fast travel system. Um, yep. Yeah, because let's face it. I mean, if uh, somebody's if somebody's looking up and sees Wonder Woman just sitting there. Going through the air, um, I think they're going to know what's up. Yeah, I don't know. These are video games. <laughs> Characters don't have great necks. Yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, and plus she's got like more than way to. I mean, anybody who's played Justice knows she has more than one way to fight. You yeah. know, so so you yeah. can mix it up. Yep. <sighs> so yeah, it's going to be yeah. interesting to see what they do with it. Yeah, it's going to be a while, too, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, there's no data platforms for that. I assume it'll just be the new consoles. Yeah. Probably. But, yeah, then uh, that was followed up by a long-awaited sequel, Alan Wake 2. That was announced for PS5, the Xbox Series consoles, and PC for 2023. Yeah. Yeah. Just throwing that that year out there like it's a normal thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they did uh, mention honestly, afterwards that it's going to be a straight survival horror game versus yeah, the yeah. more action-oriented uh, first game. Yeah. Oh, the more action-oriented second. Well, the There was another Alan Wake game that came out after it called it American Nightmare. Um, yeah. That was a little bit more action-oriented. Um, yeah. The first one was very much a survival horror game. And a very tense survival horror game, might I add. Yeah, uh, to a degree, but it was a lot of shooty. Yeah, it was a lot shooty, of shooty. stuff. Hmm. Where this one, I assume they are going to go uh, a little bit less on that. So all yeah. this trailer had is like, oh, here's Alan, and it's like going through different versions of reality. Yeah, uh, and then apparently he's still stuck in Bright Falls. So yeah, yep. 
but I'm sure you'll see some stuff from Control and whatnot. Yeah. Well, probably. I mean, at this point, it's inevitable they're going to cross over. Yeah. Well, they already did that in Control with mm. the second yeah, expansion. I mean, that, that is yeah, what I call the Alan expansion. Mm. Yeah. Because um, so. they're trying to make it all one universe of weirdness. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah there's okay. that. Yeah, it seems like they're aiming for more information next summer, so I assume. Summer Games yeah. Fest. Yep. E3, Summer Games Fest, whatever. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. The next one that made a lot of people mad, Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrate, is finally coming to PC on December yep. 16th, later this week. Yep. And it's on Epic Game Store. And it's mm. also going to be 70 bucks. People are still mad about that. Yep. Oh, yeah. Like, yep, okay. I got the Epic Game Store. I have stuff on it. I play stuff on it. That's that's okay. China can have my information. I don't mind. Yeah. Also They're going to know you're an anime nerd. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, what, the, you know, I mean, what at this point, you know, what's the worst they can do? You know, yeah. drop my sesame score. <laughs> so... Yeah. I'm not uh, too worried about that. But yes, everybody knew that this game was eventually going to be coming to PC, so. And it's coming to EGS. Yeah. yeah. And they're charging 70 bucks for this. Yeah, but it includes well, expansion, so. Yeah. But PC people aren't used to that. Well, they don't want to pay more for the games. Yeah. And, that, and the Epic Games Store doesn't necessarily have great. Uh, foreign currency support for other yeah, countries. No. Uh, so that's definitely something that uh, is an annoyance for people. Yeah. Well, it has great foreign currency support. It's just that you never, oh, sometimes you don't know what currency you're going to be paying in. Yeah. <laughs> it's, not, it's not necessarily paying the equivalent as we would pay in the U.S. Yeah. So. Which is kind of the issue for some places. Yeah, they just kind of do a straight conversion, basically. So, yeah, whatever it ends up being, it ends up being. If they charge Ooh. seventy bucks US, it could end up being over a hundred bucks somewhere else. So it's like, uh, yeah, especially yeah. if their currency isn't doing so well, where that's even more money mm-hmm. compared to what they normally yeah. make. So that's kind of thing. But as I've seen people say, it's like I've waited two years for this. I'll just wait another year. Yeah, it shows up on Steam, and then you can buy it there. Yeah. Timed exclusive, folks. Yep. It has 4K support, HDR support, X input, direct input, uh, keyboard, mouse, plus the highest spec PCs can see performance up to 120 frames per second. Mm. It's like, yeah, that's that's PC for you. Yeah, that's that's what PCs do in 4K if you got a big-ass video card. Yep. So, yeah, there's that. Uh, then we got to find out what the first game out of Boca's, Boca Game Studio is. It's from uh-huh. the creator Silent Hill, Keiichi Toyama. Is a game yep. called Slitterhead. Yeah, and it looks exactly like you would expect the creator of the Silent Hill uh, franchise game to look like. As these weird shit insane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. these weird people monsters. Like, what if a human turned into a praying mantis? Yeah. Yep. And all. That, that's that's a thing that just happened. Yeah, so that's yep. very weird. They also got the composer. Yeah, is also working on this as well. So there you go. Yeah, yeah. Also, they feel like they picked the name Slitterhead, so it looked and sounded close enough to Silent Hill as it could uh, get. 
No, not really. <laughs> oh, it does Slitterhead, Silent Hill, SH, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Hmm. Hey. But, also, yeah, I'm pretty sure this dude got some uh, inspiration from that anime Parasite because, yeah, some of the weird, like, head, you know, separating and stuff coming out is uh, very parasite Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's definitely not my kind of game, but I'm definitely into the fact that this is happening. And, you know, the oh, yeah. original creators of that series are getting back and doing what they want to do finally. So Yeah, instead of having to work under Konami. Yeah. So. But yeah, there's that, that no data platforms for that as well. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and a bit of news here that is not a surprise, but surprise that it took this long. PUBG Battlegrounds is going to go free to play January twelfth. Yeah, yeah, on all the platforms. Uh huh. Also, I want to acknowledge that the name is PUBG Battlegrounds, as in player owns Battlegrounds, Battlegrounds, Battlegrounds. Because yeah. PUBG is now the brand, even though the BG in that means Battlegrounds. Battlegrounds. Yeah, yeah. Well, they've run themselves into a weird place. Yeah. Or yeah. you just forget what PUBG stands for, like what GOG used to stand for? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well. It's GOG now, it's not. Yeah, now it's, well, I mean, it's it's an ATM, it's an ATM situation. It's a, it's yeah. a like television machine. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, that'll be going free to play after five years, mm. which is wild. Uh, it seems like if you, uh, let's see, they're introducing Battlegrounds Plus, an optional premium account upgrade that allows players to access a variety of new and exclusive in-game features. All players will start a basic account that offers access to the most game features. They can uh-huh. upgrade for a one-time fee of twelve ninety-nine, and you get like bonus G coins, uh, XP bonus. Uh, let's see, yeah, career medal tab, ranked mode, custom match functionality. I think it's some of the stuff that CS:GO has been doing, where you sort of pay for a premium version upgrade, and you get access to like ranked mode, that kind of stuff. Yeah, but see, players who purchased and played PUBG Battlegrounds before its transition to free to play receive the PUBG Special Commemorative Pack, includes an automatic okay automatic upgrade to Battlegrounds Plus. That was what I was wondering. Okay, they're so not going to pick the people who already paid for it to pay for it again. Yeah, so that's so good. at least they're not being complete scumbags. <laughs> no. Hmm. Yep. But yeah, there's that is happening here. I oh, yeah, one of the the better announcements, Cuphead's. Last, uh, the delicious last course launches June 30th. That's yeah. finally coming out. Yeah, I yeah, love that like, the whole studio went completely all in on that and just <laughs> went for it on stage. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they had a nice performance, uh, that was very old timey yeah. style of music. Uh-huh. Uh, also, love they call the new area DLC Island, yeah, as in delicious last course Isle. So, yeah. uh-huh. There's that. The the trailer also really well done with puppetry in there. Yep. Yep. So they got the style on point. Yep. And I won't be able to beat many of these things. No. <laughs> so there's that. Yeah. And you have to wait till June to get your ass kicked in it. So yeah. yeah. I do like that they definitely punted that as far as they could to give themselves enough room to make it in time. Uh, and this is after a delay already. Yeah. 
Yeah, so there's that. Uh, we also, after showing off the Sonic the Hedgehog 2 trailer, they also yep. showed off Sonic Frontiers. Yeah, that's right. And yep. it is the first open world Sonic game. Which, here's the thing, that could either be amazing, or it could be the most wonderful of disasters. Yeah. And well, we have no clue, because they didn't show anything but Sonic in an open world. No, yeah. Like, which might want to tell you something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. it's just way too early to tell, but we don't know. Yeah. It's supposed to come out next year, so... Yeah, it's supposed uh, to be out holiday 2022. Yeah. All the PlayStations, Xboxes, Switch, and PC. There is... Yeah. Only like there is like a, a sort of Sonic fan game that's out there that's like a 3D um, open world or at least like what a prototype of one would be, and it's not Sonic X; it's something else. Um, and it I know is there was an one ab- made in Dreams that was like that. Mm. Yeah, and it was an absolute thing. trash fire. Yeah. yeah. Mm. But yeah, they so, are because here's the thing: his whole Sonic's whole thing is he's got to go fast. It's basically, you know, from the very first Sonic game all the way to the present, it's basically been a roller coaster that you can kind of control. Yeah, but in the original Sonic the Hedgehog, they break that in the second area. Yeah. Where you have to slow down because you're <laughs> going to run into lava or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's like, it's, how are you going to... And that's already... And like, that is already kind of janky on its own. And don't get me wrong, Sonic 2 is still considered a classic for a reason. Hmm. But bringing this to... I mean, we've already had 3D Sonic games in the past, a bunch of them. And without fail, almost every every single one of them has some kind of jank with them. Yeah. Yeah. And keep in mind, those games largely take place on a straight plane. Yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, you know, Sonic Adventure had some free-roaming elements, but that was stuff that was largely inconsequential. Yeah, well, you need to... Yeah, basically, they really need to get the control and the camera on point, because a lot of the issues we've had with 3D Sonic has been the camera. Yeah, the camera is usually the thing that kills you. Yep. (sighs) Yeah, and the world design is weird because it doesn't have any of the the natural kind of sonic pieces that you expect. Yeah, it looks right. like a this is going to be a little on the Assassin's Creed side of things, so I don't I don't know what they're going going for with this one. So that'd be cool if you snap a necks and whatnot. Uh, hey, but, if they want to lean into that, go for it. Yeah, yeah. It's just the whole area. I mean, they they already up, tried. Uh, yeah, I mean, but, they already tried to sort of do a dark side. Sonic, and then basically pulled back halfway through, and that was Sonic Forces. Mm. So, yeah, yeah, and that was also going for the furry community because, like, hey, make your own Sonic character. And that's more of just this, that's mostly a Sonic fan community thing in general. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Sonic OC's original character do not steal. You know, yeah, yeah, they knew yes. what they were doing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Yeah. All I know is if uh, Sonic like uh, Eagle dives off of uh, a tower into a hay wane, I- I'm in. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, let's see. Next up, we got Chia. Uh, yep. we, got a, we got a good gameplay trailer, and then it'll be out in spring 2022. PS5, uh-huh. PS4, and PC. And that's going through Epic Game Store there. Yep. yep. 
Uh, it's a neat looking indie game. It's based on uh, uh, New Caledonia. Uh, but the girl can kind of soul jump between different creatures. So she can yep. you know, become a fish or a bird or you know other creatures. And she also has a bunch of stuff to do in this kind of sandboxy open world where she can play uh-huh. instruments and all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. Seems like a could be a pretty fun little game. Yeah, mm-hmm. it looks a uh, pretty fun, relaxing time. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so there's that. Uh, let's see. Then we got back to Square Enix with Forspoken. They now say yeah. May 24th date for next yep. year. That'll be PS5 and PC on Steam, Epic Game Store, yep. and Microsoft Store. I believe it is uh, also going to be a $70 PC game. Yeah. Okay. So it's an SKI. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait for a sale. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you can check that out. That looks pretty neat. It does look good. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, you know, saying otherwise. It looks great, especially, yeah. and it's considering it's a PS5 uh, exclusive as far as consoles are concerned. Uh, yeah, it definitely utilizes the hardware. Yeah. Yeah, I just kind of want to see some gameplay, some better gameplay. Yeah. Sort of I mean, we got bits and pieces, but yeah. not much. Yeah. But yeah, there's that. That one's at least not a March game like a lot of these other ones have been. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we got a surprise here. Warhammer 40k Space Marine 2. Yeah. Finally happening 10 years mm-hmm. after the last title in this series. Yeah. Or PS5, Xbox Series, and PC. Yep. Yeah. Next Gen exclusive here. Uh, no date or anything like that announced, but just more of that kind of third-person shooter stuff. Yeah. If there's one thing I want out of uh, this game, it's that I would like Games Workshop to make more of an effort to show people that, no, the Space Marines are not necessarily the good guys. In the Warrior yeah. 40K universe, there is really no good guy in no. 40K. Yeah, that world is kind of um, fucked. <laughs> so. Yeah. The reason I bring it up is because there's a very large contingent of neo-Nazis who are a fan of that particular uh, game and universe. It got so bad recently that they basically, Games Workshop themselves, actually had to put out a statement. Because apparently, I can't remember, I think it was in Catalonia, um, there was a uh, guy who showed up there who was like straight up just wearing like open like neo-Nazi symbols on his clothes. Hmm. And it was like, it was like, even there was like, look, we, we gotta, we, we gotta say something. Yeah. Yeah. The, the reason I bring, see Tim Willits at least. Yeah. The thing yeah. I, bring, the reason I bring it up is because here's the thing, how much of 40 K's marketing is based around the space Marines? Mm. I don't know. There's a billion games. In the yeah, exactly. Now. It's like not yeah. a, it's not a huge slice, but yeah, it's a, it like this will get a bulk of it more than most of the others. Yeah, it's also see, that's kind of the problem. That's kind of the problem because they've always, I mean, for years they've sort of given the image of the Space Marines and the sort of vaguely propagandish image, and uh, we live in an era where irony is dead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that is uh, that is the thing that is happening. Yep. 
Let's see. Okay, our next thing here. Also coming out of the, the nerd territory, there is a new Dune game. Dune Spice yep. It is a 4X RTS game. Which is a big deal because I'm pretty sure the first 4X RTS game was in fact a Dune game. Way back in the day. Mm. Maybe. I don't know. Well, there have been like four actual decent Dune games. So, uh, yeah. Christ. I'm trying to remember what uh, For the I'm trying to remember what the Day. name of the one I was talking about was because I've played it and it was amazing. Uh, but yeah. Hold on, I got. I'm trying to remember because I mean, the games. Yeah, that was the one I'm thinking about. Yeah, okay. the uh, one I'm talking about. It was just called Dune. It came out in '92. Yeah, that was what I think. Actually, the first RTS in period. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. It was the first RTS game yeah. ever produced yeah. for anything. Yeah. So yeah. the idea that they're going back to the strategy well for Dune is it's good news. Yeah. Well, it makes sense. I mean, that's kind of what what made it famous. What and it's what the zeitgeist is right now. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, and the four X elements make sense for Dune because, well, it's you're building an empire. That's yep. how that works. Yeah. Yeah. And so it'll hit early access sometime next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's also from the developers of Northguard, mm-hmm. which is sort of an indie RTS game that I heard some, yeah. that I heard some good things about. Yeah. Well, I watched that Dune movie that came out recently, and uh, yeah, it's good. So watch that. Good. I think the one issue I think some people had is like, why did this have to be? Divided into two movies. Uh, yeah. Well. And then you actually watch it, and then you realize, oh, wait, they they have to do this in two movies because they already tried to do it in one movie, and it was a dumpster fire. Yeah. It's like you get to the end of that movie, and it's like, oh, we're only halfway through the story here. Okay, yeah. That's yeah. like, now that makes sense. <laughs> and one of the actors of that movie, Zendaya, shows up in the last like 10 minutes. Yeah. Like, oh, where's she at? Where's she at? And it's like, oh, she's at the end. Yeah, because her character is not really a first half of the story character. Yep, no, so she's going to be yeah, yeah, until Paul until Paul gets into Arrakis. It doesn't really that particular storyline doesn't really take off. Hmm. Yeah, also they kill off a bunch of the characters, so it's like, oh, okay. Oh, that's just Dune in general. Yeah, that just happens. Yeah. But it's Dude like, oh, we got all these big actors. Uh, yeah. But they don't make it past this movie. For some yeah, reason. that that dude was doing that long before Game of Thrones. So yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, let's get to the next thing here. Yeah, Among Us is coming to VR, PlayStation VR, the Meta Quest Two, and Steam VR. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that is going to be actually. Be honest, I'm kind of surprised that hasn't been a VR game yet. Yeah, because uh, yeah. uh, it would be perfect for VR. Yeah, and then also I'm like, yeah, and then also I'm kind of surprised they haven't just made a version for Potato. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, yeah, that's coming. (laughs) Yeah, though this thing only hit big about a year and a half ago. Yeah, yeah, their ability to make a new game is not necessarily super easy. Yeah. Uh, so well, once they did, once they did break big, they just started porting it to everything. So they, they, oh yeah, they've been using that money wisely. Yeah. They have not been selfish about it. That's true. 
Yeah. And like it's just now getting to PS4 and uh Xbox. So yep. uh-huh. there's that. Uh yeah, so that's gonna be happening. No date yet, but yeah, four to ten players. Now you can uh-huh. do your tasks physically. Yeah. Or it's just weird little mini games. Yep. So it'll be fun to see like people actually acting out their attempts to uh prove it's not them or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be fun. Uh mm-hmm. let's see. Telltale related, there's a developer of former Telltale uh, devs, Dramatic mm-hmm. Labs, announced that they are yeah. working on Star Trek Resurgence for PS5, PS4, Xbox, and PC. Uh-huh. Uh, spring 2022. The third person choice driven wow. adventure game, so in that Telltale style. Yep. And it seems yeah. had a at least a very good uh, crap, what is uh Leonard Nimoy. I don't know if it's actual lines from some show or movie or whatever or what, but it sounded a lot like him. So much yeah, so that I don't think that was him. I think that was the the new actor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh they did a good job with that. Yeah, Leonard would have had to have been involved with this project for some time if that yeah. was possible. Yeah, but I mean they could have pulled lines. Yeah. They needed I mean, to. They could have, true, and pitched it. Yeah, yeah, it but, seems uh, like this is set shortly after the events of Star Trek Nemesis. Uh, wholly original story, but feature appearances by familiar characters. Yeah. Yeah. So that seems neat. Yep. Uh, yep. All right. Also watch Star Trek Lower Deck. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Zachary Quinto is the guy I was thinking about. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Yeah, it didn't sound like him. It no. sounded like Leonard Nimoy, but... I uh, followed that up with a new game from Epic, uh, published uh-huh. by Epic, made by Iron Galaxy, called yeah. Rumbleverse. It is yeah. a battle royale game with a, a lot of sort of beat em up and wrestling uh, infused into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Free to play. Uh, they just had a first look like beta that just ended yesterday. I didn't realize that because I tried to start up today. I was like, why the fuck isn't this working? Yeah, oh, we're done. Sorry. It's like, it's like two days it was open. I was like, oh, that would have been nice mm-hmm. to know. Uh, let see. PS5, PS4, all the Xboxes and PC. Early access launches in February 8th. Uh, I think it's like a $20 entry for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have 40 person. Hey, you get like, uh, you find books essentially that give you new moves so you can get you know, suplexes and suplex people off of buildings and all this kind of wild and wacky kind of stuff. That's just yeah. very silly and uh, ridiculous. And like I said, the, the makings of a game that will do really well. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, this could be the next fall guys, you know, or yeah. 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 Which I conveniently mean, Epic also owns. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Epic needs another Fortnite cause that's yeah. well, I mean, I mean, that just rebooted for season three. So yeah. Yeah. And let's be honest, that game is never going to be finished. No, I mean, they're just going to keep iterating on it. Yeah. So and The upgrade to Unreal Engine 5 for Fortnite also affected the Save the World stuff, too. Yeah. Uh-huh. So that looks and runs better for people. Yep. And I mean, this this would be one game that I was that I would be worried about if it wasn't for the fact that Iron, Giant, Iron Galaxy was attached to it. Yeah. Uh, they yeah. have uh, some... Uh, well, pretty extensive experience with fighting games. So, yeah, uh, yep. yeah, they could pull this off. 
Oh yeah. And I've seen some of the some footage of it. And it looks really fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. This might uh, be like one of the battle royale games that I actually play. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. Like they have the the shrinking circle, but if you get outside of it, you don't take damage. You get like a ten count. Yeah. Like yeah. if you get knocked out of a ring in wrestling. Yeah. So it's like there's a lot of fun touches there. Yep. So uh, let's see. Here. Yeah, we got a few more stories here. Crossfire X, the uh, shooter that Microsoft announced a few years ago at E3. The campaign is finally happening. It's out. Yeah. It's February 10th. Uh, made by Ep- or Remedy. Remedy's yeah. the one making the campaign. So that is finally coming out. I think the multiplayer is already out. Yeah. And yeah, the campaign's only on Xbox because there's a PC version, even though it's only for Koreans. And oh, okay. It's <laughs> like, oh, we don't need that over here. We got the multiplayer, and I don't think people have been too thrilled by the multiplayer on console. No. So I don't know. So they gave the campaign to Remedy, which explains what they've been doing for the past couple of year and a half or so. Yeah. You know. They've been working on that. It's, doesn't seem too Remedy. Like, no. As far as being weird, but it's seems like a fairly straightforward shooter campaign. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it just seems like uh, something that they were doing to keep busy before, you know, before they got started on Alan Wake Two. You know, some contract work that uh, Microsoft needed, and Remedy just happened to be the ones to do it since they finished up Control already. Yeah. So yeah, there's Crossfire X. Uh, let's see. Vampire the Masquerade Blood Hunt is going to be launching in spring 2022. Yeah. It's the free-to-play third-person battle royale with vampires. Yeah. Because we need more battle royales. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and that one is in early access right now. So it'll be launching in spring 2022. Mm-hmm. Uh, for people to check out that. That one looks all right from what I've seen. Yeah. It's got vampire stuff in it. So there's mm-hmm. a thing that not many people are doing. So there you go. Yep. And the last one here, the free-to-play game Arc Raiders is hitting PS5, Xbox Series, and mm-hmm. PC in 2022. Mm-hmm. This is sort of a cooperative action shooter from the way the trailer looked. Uh, it's like all these mechs have sort of invaded the Earth from space. Yep. That uh, kind of looked a bit like, hey, what if these are like monster hunter bosses. Yeah. And you had to mm-hmm. cooperate, you know, going to like a three party, three person sort of crew to go shoot it to death and take its parts to yeah, I can to- upgrade I- stuff. Yeah, I can like, yeah, I can totally see this working. It's- oh, yeah. Yeah. And this is from a studio made of former dice people. Yep. Yeah. So they probably know their shooters. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So. Yep. So. That is so. happening, uh, yeah, next year some point. Yeah. So there you go. That is that is it for the main announcements of the Game Awards. Yeah. Yeah, some pretty good stuff there, uh, especially for things to look out for in early 2022 as well as the rest of the year. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I do want to, like, maybe touch on the Game Awards, like, as a show itself. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, first of all, that uh, opening performance by Sting was amazing. Uh-huh. Uh, the, uh, that's kind of one of the things I've noticed about the musical performances of Game Awards this year. It was, like, actually really good. Uh, you know, you had yeah. uh, Darren Corb, Ashley Barrett, and Imagine Dragons uh, 
doing the, yeah. the Bastion soundtrack. So yeah. that was really good. And then uh, I really liked uh, Jeff Keighley trying to play Keep Away with the microphone from Joseph Ferris, but not knowing full well that he would have to give it to him uh, yeah. at the end of the yeah. show because it takes two, uh, one game yeah. of the year. <laughs> yeah. yeah, because he uh, remembers what happened the last time somebody gave Joseph a microphone. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And it's, and it happened it again. May, yep. And throughout the show, he was very much the most relaxed person in the audience. Yeah. <laughs> he had like taken off his jackets and all that. It's like, like you're at your you know grandparents' house, like, oh, go take your jacket off. I'm like, okay, here's everything. He's like lounging in his chair. Yeah. Like one of yeah. the people near him won an award and he was like almost getting in their way a little yeah. bit. Yeah. So. Yeah, it was, I mean, I like I like the show. I thought it was uh, entertaining. Uh, unlike uh, a couple of the shows from you know, years past, I, I, there wasn't anything cringy. No, really. it it felt it felt better organized. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, they did a pretty good job with that stuff. I uh, did find it funny that the the esports awards were all given out in the pre-show. Yeah, mm-hmm. though I was kind of annoyed they gave out the Games for Impact award out in the pre-show as well. Yeah, uh, that should have been probably in the main show just for you know the image of what that is. Yeah, well, the yeah. last time they did that, they had uh, Bunsen and Beaker uh, introducing that award, so that that didn't go so well. Yeah, um, yeah, they didn't really have nice. anything like I mean, that in this this year. Yeah. I didn't think it was that bad. I mean, once Goose got out of his game, it was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, that is uh, that's a pretty good show. It takes two one, which annoyed yep. a, a certain segment of people. Yeah, which is fine. Yeah. yeah, again, that's the choice picked by the various people that voted on that award. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't have to be your game of the year or my game of the year or everybody in the universe's game of the year. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the choice of that particular group of people. Yeah. And they had a you know they had a player pulse uh, award which was won by Halo Infinite because that's what's popular right now so of course it won yeah um, you know it's supposed to be the multiplayer you yeah know, I really won because it was people excited that's all for the people campaign. could play at that time <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. so some people that were just excited about the campaign coming out getting mad at anybody who didn't give it a great score yeah or the uh, perfect score or whatever yeah so, so yeah. yeah. There's that. That is uh, as the show for this week. A pretty good show here. Yep. Uh, it's probably hey. going to be it for major news for uh, this year. year. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Holidays are coming up, so everything's going to be slowing down over there. And I think yeah. we will be doing probably one more show this year. Yeah. Uh, next Sunday, we might have you back, yeah. Phil, if you're up for it. Yeah. Well, if anything good happens, I'll I'll be around. I think. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. Because uh, the last weekend is uh, Christmas weekend. It's not going to be much of anything going on anyway, so might as well just relax and enjoy ourselves and get ready for the first show of the year, which will be our Game of the Year show. Yep. We'll talk about yeah. what's won and what we picked and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, yep, that'll be it. Uh, thank you to Phil for joining us this week. Uh, thank you to Brandon for joining as well. Uh huh. Uh, We will be back next week with one more show for 2021, but until then, we will see you all next time. Have a good one.